and thanks for joining me today on Reverse Reset Restore. I'm Sally, your host, and in this podcast we explore a variety of ways in which we can find sustained and lasting healing for every inch of our being. And I share with you my own experiences, understandings, and strategies, which I've used to reshape my life, inside and out. Want to know more? I gotcha. Change comes from within. Imagine a bustling city like New York City. Even if you've not lived there or even visited, most of us have seen enough movies and shows that put that beautiful city on display. Now, consider how many different office buildings that are speckled throughout the island of Manhattan alone. It would be in the thousands. Let's add in the apartments and houses and stores and the people. You get the picture. Now, imagine all of the messengers or couriers traveling around New York City in and out of buildings, zigzagging down streets and along blocks, carrying messages or even Uber Eats to their delivery destination. Now, take that image. I'd like to introduce you to your body's very own courier system, neuropeptides, the messengers of the nervous system. Neuropeptides play a crucial role in the communication and regulation of thoughts and feelings and responses within our brain and body. Every emotional state has its own identifiable frequency. That's how your body knows which specific neuropeptides to release. Neuropeptides are small proteins made up of chains of amino acids and they act as signaling molecules within the nervous system. Unlike neurotransmitters, which are released by neurons to transmit signals across synapses, neuropeptides are involved in a more diverse range of functions, and they're involved in various physiological and psychological processes, including modulation of pain, mood regulation, appetite control, and stress responses. Kelly A. Turner, author of Radical Remission, Surviving Cancer Against All Odds, explains the groups of neuropeptides we know by other names. Neuropeptides that have a healthy effect on your immune system include serotonin, dopamine, and relaxin. These are released when you feel relaxed and happy. Neuropeptides that have a weakening effect on your immune system, especially over an extended period of time, include cortisol, epinephrine, and adrenaline. These are known as the stress hormones. What makes stress, or any emotion for that matter, so powerful is that almost every cell in our bodies has the ability to both produce and receive these neuropeptides. Before we get further into details of these amazing chemical proteins and their messaging abilities, let us start at the beginning. Not the beginning beginning, but almost a century ago when we first became aware of their existence and the giant steps scientists have made and continue to make in the discoveries and understanding of these powerhouse proteins. The first neuropeptide to be discovered was what is referred to as substance P, which was isolated in 1931 by Ulf von Uller and John H. Godham. 
Substance P was found to be involved in pain transmission in the central nervous system. So, if you are like me and have chronic pain or a history of depression, or maybe you have peripheral neuropathy, you may have abnormalities in this particular neuropeptide. I'm going to do a whole other episode on this peptide because I think so many of us are living with conditions that may be influenced by disturbances in the levels or functioning of substance P, which may contribute to various health conditions that our doctors just may never even have considered a factor that our messaging systems, our neuropeptides, could be out of whack and contributing to our ill health. So if that's a topic that sounds interesting to you, subscribe, sign up, like or follow so you are alerted when this episode drops in a few weeks. In the 1960s, Russian space scientist Dr. Vladimir Popinin, who has made significant contributions in the field of biophysics and consciousness studies, discovered that every thought or feeling triggers the release of these tiny chemical proteins. Everything on the physical plane is a manifestation of something on the metaphysical plane. We use our bodies to communicate with ourselves and each other. One of Dr. Popinin's notable experiments, known as the phantom DNA experiment, is often associated with the connection between thoughts and their effects on physical matter. In this experiment, he explored the behavior of DNA molecules in a vacuum. He discovered that when DNA samples were removed, the molecules left an energetic imprint that influenced the behavior of photons passing through the vacuum. This experiment led to the hypothesis that DNA can communicate non-locally, transcending the limitations of space and time. Dr. Popinon's work has contributed to the broader understanding of consciousness and its potential effects on biological processes. In the 1970s, researchers began to study the brain and identified various peptides that acted as chemical messengers. In 1973, the Nobel laureate Roger Gulliman and his colleagues isolated the first hypothalamic releasing hormone called thyrotropin releasing hormone, TRH. This discovery led to the identification of several other neuropeptides in the following years. One of the major breakthroughs in the field came in the 1980s with the development of molecular biology techniques. These techniques allowed scientists to clone and sequence genes that code for neuropeptides. This led to the discovery of a wide range of neuropeptides, including endorphins, echinphalins, oxytocin and vasopressin. If some of those words are new to you, or maybe I've just pronounced them totally out of whack, no fear, I have included a basic description of them in the show notes. Remember, I am not a scientist, and from memory, I think the last time I was even in a lab was back in high school, which are more years that have passed than I really would like to admit. I am, however, inherently interested in understanding the way my body functions and how it communicates with itself and in repairing the dysfunctional relationship I've had with it, which is why I end up going down deep rabbit holes to discover and understand. And then I bring that information back to you in the hopes that we can traverse the wonderland of healing together. 
Advancements in neuroimaging techniques such as positron emission tomography, PET, and functional magnetic resonance imaging, FMRI, have also contributed to our understanding of neuropeptides. These techniques have allowed researchers to visualize the distribution and activity of neuropeptides in the brain, providing valuable insights into their roles in various brain functions and behaviors. Today, Neuropeptides continue to be a topic of intense research, with scientists exploring their involvement in a wide range of physiological and psychological processes, including pain, stress, mood regulation, appetite, and social behavior. Understanding the functions and mechanisms of neuropeptides holds great promise for the development of novel therapeutic approaches for various neurological and psychiatric disorders. So let's go back to that initial image of the city and it's a multitude of couriers and bike messengers but now we've condensed it to imagine our body as just one singular office building with lots of different dedicated departments all responsible for their little piece within the building or the company. Your body. Just to make it a little bit easier. If we consider neuropeptides to be the body's dedicated messengers, the office gophers who carry important memos between these departments, this is before the internet and email, but if it's easier, imagine them as emails instead. These memos contain vital information that helps the office function smoothly. When a department needs to communicate with another, it drafts a memo or an email a neuropeptide, and the messenger, the neuron, delivers it to the right recipient, the target cell, by recognizing their unique office receptor. The content of the memo, the neuropeptide signal, can influence how the recipient department operates, ensuring that the office functions like mood or pain, perception and more, run smoothly and efficiently. So we know that neuropeptides are known to modulate and regulate a wide range of cognitive and emotional processes. Different neuropeptides can have different effects on thoughts and feelings due to their specific interactions with receptors throughout the brain and body. These interactions can lead to a release of neurotransmitters such as serotonin or dopamine which further contribute to our emotional and cognitive experiences. One prominent example is oxytocin, often called the love hormone or cuddle hormone. Oxytocin is involved in social bonding and attachment, and it can enhance feelings of trust and empathy and intimacy. It's important to note that neuropeptides do not solely determine our thoughts and feelings. They interact with other neurotransmitters, our hormones and environmental factors, which is creating a complex and dynamic interplay that shapes our mental and emotional states. That's why something that happens to a bunch of people will affect the same bunch of people completely differently. Understanding the role of neuropeptides in thoughts and feelings and even in the messages it sends to various parts in our body, like our appetite where neuropeptides like leptin singles feelings of fullness 
and ghrelin, which stimulates hunger, is still an area of active research. But it is clear that they contribute significantly to the complex workings of our mind, emotions, and bodily functions. So, can we fix them if we think our tiny little messengers may be broken? Hmm, well, neuropeptides are signaling molecules in the nervous system and their function is tightly regulated by various physiological processes. The repair, of alter the repair or alteration of neuropeptides involves complex biological mechanisms and it's not something that can be easily manipulated or fixed externally. Science hasn't got that far yet on how or whether this can be done. But like most things, certain therapeutic approaches and lifestyle factors may influence neuropeptide function indirectly. These include pharmacological interventions, medications. So some medications may influence neuropeptide release or function. These are often prescribed to address specific medical conditions such as pain, mood disorders or neurological disorders. So if you're taking something like Prozac for depression, for example, that may have a positive influence on the neuropeptides that are being released. Lifestyle factors. Exercise. Physical activity has been shown to influence neuropeptide levels and function. Regular exercise may contribute to overall neuroplasticity and well-being. Diet and nutrition. Certain nutrients play a role in the synthesis and function of neuropeptides. A balanced and healthy diet may indirectly support optimal neurochemical function. Stress management. Chronic stress can impact neuropeptide levels and function. Stress management techniques such as mindfulness, meditation and relaxation exercises may help mitigate these effects. Therapeutic interventions. Psychotherapy. Certain forms of psychotherapy such as cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which we've talked about before, or dialectical behavior therapy, DPT, may influence neuropeptide function by addressing psychological and emotional factors. To me, anyway, and hopefully for you, the discovery of neuropeptides, I think, is a fascinating field of research in the field of neuroscience. Envisioning our body as a cohesive office building with various dedicated departments, it helps us to understand that neuropeptides emerge as the indispensable messengers, facilitating seamless communication between these functional units. Their diverse functions and far-reaching effects, akin to vital memos, underscore their significance in shaping our physiological and psychological experiences. As scientific research advances, our understanding of neuropeptides continues to deepen, opening doors to innovative therapies and treatments that could revolutionize how we approach health and well-being, essential for the harmonious operation of our body, the overarching company. Thanks for joining me today. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this complex little messenger and which neuropeptides feel like they play a huge part in your life, whether that's good or bad. Is this the first time you've heard about neuropeptides or do you have another way to look at them? Let me know. 
You can comment on our YouTube channel under this episode's comments or send me a message via our Insta or Facebook pages, all found under Reverse Reset Restore. As always, we end our episode with a quote. Actually, I've stitched two together, both from the amazing Deepak Chopra, who refers to neuropeptides as the molecules of emotions. Every thought, feeling and emotion creates a molecule known as a neuropeptide. Neuropeptides travel throughout your body and hook onto receptor sites of cells and neurons. Your brain takes in the information, converts it into chemicals and lets your whole body know if there's trouble in the world or cause for celebration. Your body is directly influenced as these molecules course through the bloodstream, delivering the energetic effect of whatever your brain is thinking and feeling. My own training is in the field of neuroendocrinology, and I really became very fascinated many years ago with the molecules of emotion, molecules that we call neuropeptides.